Bookworms Horror Podcast is sponsored by Creepy Crate. Creepy Crate is a horror and true crime subscription box filled with spooky collectibles, macabre accessories, and terrifying goodies. Each bi-monthly box is filled with over $85 of terror and includes at least one horror or true crime book. This box delivers dread to your doorstep for just $39.99 with free shipping. Go to creepycrate.store to subscribe. Use the code bookworm5 at checkout to get $5 off your subscription. That's bookworm5 for $5 off your subscription. And now to the show. Welcome to Bookworms Horror, the podcast that offers you tips on writing, especially in the horror genre. My name is James Ippoliti. I am the host of the Real Demons of Pop Culture podcast, and today I'm discussing making writing a pleasure with Regina St. Clair. Regina is a Wadi Award winner for Best Horror Novel, as well as multiple screenwriting awards, including a Webby honoree. Regina is also the contributing editor of the best-selling Local Haunts, a horror tube anthology. Find Regina and her alter ego, Batilda, at her booktube channel, Regina's Haunted Library, and on her blog, rstclair.com. Regina and myself are the editors of the Bookworms Horror Zine, and since we're seeking great horror fiction for bookworms, we created this weekly podcast to offer writers quick tips on writing for the genre. Find all our links in the show notes. Now let's jump into my conversation with Regina as she speaks with me from her haunted library. So what I want to talk about is making writing a pleasure because as we talked about last week, we talked about having reasonable goals right? and sitting down and doing that every day might not always be great. So what are things that you do, Regina, to make writing a pleasure uh, when you sit down and get to work? Well, I think that the writing, your goal should be, well, this is from my perspective, uh, is the writing itself, the work itself should be a pleasure, not just like, I'm going to set this goal and I'm going to force myself to write for half hour. And then at the end, I'm going to give myself an ice cream cone. And that's my pleasure. <laughs> you know, like the reward, the, the work itself should be the reward and how, and, and it doesn't always feel that way because it can be hard. And it, it's, it's just very hard on your brain. And I think that we all have to acknowledge that and how you become, how you make it a pleasure is you get in the zone. And I do that through uh, going, like putting on my headphones with some Zen music. And I set usually like a three hour window with breaks. But I would say by in an hour in, if I'm really, you know, on a roll and I find myself in that zone, that's where the, the, the you know, the sweet spot is. So that's the aim. And I think that the actual writing itself, you know, it's starting to, things are starting to happen. You're starting to, you feel really creative. I mean, hopefully it can be, I feel, you know, you can, it can be the opposite sometimes, but when you, at least when you finish and you've done your writing session, there's also pleasure in a sense of accomplishment. And then you can record, which I also recommend is keeping a, like a spreadsheet 
a recording of your word count. And then that reinforces the pleasure, kind of like um, Skinner, you know, with the, uh, the with the rats in the maze. <laughs> right. You know, you get that reward. In fact, let me think. I have, um, let me pull up my daily word count Excel spreadsheet. I'm just curious. The pleasure part is like rewarding yourself for the work that you do. And I think that comes from, I mean, you could give yourself an ice cream or something, but I think it, it should be connected to the work. Okay, so here is my, this is going back to uh, August 2020. Oh, wow. And um, and I may have missed a few, like, recording. Because, well, the last time I, I recorded this was um, May 2nd. Oh, that was my 48, my 6,480 words. So I'm at 400, 421,523 words. Which is averaging about a hundred thousand words a year. Now it could be, and this is not counting blogs and stuff. I this is just fiction, right? So when I get to, I mean, I'm not that far from five hundred thousand. Half a million words, I think, is pretty good. But I, I could could set a goal and say, okay, I want to try to get one hundred fifty thousand words a year or two hundred thousand words a year, and then there's there is a sense of accomplishment. That's part of the pleasure. That's the point I'm trying to make. Is it's the reward, but it's also the process itself. There's a couple of things I noticed that, about your pleasure. One is the writing itself is the pleasure. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm doing this. This is something I enjoy doing. I'm feeling pleasure. And then the other was the sense of accomplishment. But the other thing you mentioned was putting on your headphones. Are there any other rituals? Do you do you light a candle? Do you have a specific type of music you mentioned last week? What little things that you do do you have an office space that brings you to oh, yeah. that mind space uh it's just pretty much i have a desk that's very piled up with all kinds of books and notebooks i i have this bad habit of buying notebooks <laughs> i have a lot of unfinished notebooks but um yeah i definitely light a candle and I, I do like because I just in my religious practice I some you know often have like a morning prayer with my candle and then I have my beverage which is usually coffee sometimes tea always have a big glass of water because you want to stay hydrated but yeah I do my little ritual and it has to be when I'm alone like I can't have anyone else around sometimes my dogs distract me but when I put on the Zen music which I do recommend Yellow Brick Cinema. They have a lot of subscribers, and it's really great stuff on there. Any music, I, I like I had read, I think it was on, uh, in on writing, Stephen King listens to rock music when right. I, he writes. I can't believe he does that. I, I couldn't do it. I can't do anything with lyrics. No, no lyrics, or even like a, a, like a, a melody that's catchy or something. Well, I can do classical music, right? Okay. So for me, and I think we'll do an episode on this, about background music or but I find that if I'm trying to do maybe something that's very action packed I might want a very uh energetic classical oh, okay. song that feeds my imagination but that's mm-hmm. another conversation for another day. Well what are some of your pleasurable writing habits? So I make my office very well first yes I will put on music and it's usually classical music. I am so I'm surrounded by 
everything that just brings me joy. And it's mm-hmm. basically nostalgic stuff. Like, uh, like right now, uh, I'm staring at like a Black Sabbath Funko Pop and an Ozzy Osbourne Funko Pop and some very uh, exclusive Hot Wheels stuff. I got David Bowie. I have Raiders of Lost Ark and Frank Zappa and like all these things that inspire me mm-hmm. are on my walls or on my desk. So that brings me pleasure. Yeah, I have I've seen to... I've seen pictures on your <laughs> Instagram. Yeah. It's cool. I have lots of books that if I'm into something, I can grab for reference. Mm-hmm. Um, but just I've been working on having this space. I think it took so far my whole life to get to right where I am now. I've wow. always wanted this space. And I think going back in time, looking at it, I never had it. And it was always difficult for me. If I had to write in like the bedroom and it's not really, that's the thing. I need that, that safe the room, space. The room write. of one's own. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, I think that that is, I mean, I have an entire studio that I could write in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that having that space and, and the things that inspire you, it's definitely part of the pleasure of it. Like I, I tend to just shut everything out. Like I'll write in the dark in early morning hours. Yeah, they that that those things really do inspire. I also wanted to mention I I I have a couple windows that it's part of the ritual. Like I have to have my my music and my Merriam Webster. Mm-hmm. You know, because I have to have my dictionary there, so I don't. You know, if I if I'm lost for a word. One thing I do, I want to work on, and I know there's a way of doing it. Maybe you can help me one of these days. I'll ask you. But I've got to get rid of those pop-ups that come up, my notifications on the corner of my Mac. Yeah, I can help you with that. Because uh, that's any distractions, anything that takes you out of the work. And there's so many distractions today. Which this brings me back to the way I was writing was on a typewriter. Oh, right. And to me, that brought me a lot of pleasure. Because, mm. one, you're completely offline. So you have no choice but to sit and write. You can't, like, go check your email on a typewriter. You're just typing. Now, the difficult part is that you are done a page. you got to put a new piece of paper in. And then when you're done that, when you go to edit, you have to retype it. It's not like going into a word processor. So I remember, <laughs> I remember I, I, typing... Uh, term papers in uh, high school with a typewriter and it had that liquid paper if you made a mistake it was yeah, really out, yeah. white out yeah i think it is something a person can try i don't know if it's the answer to everything because it is a lot slower but for first drafts or even just brainstorming or getting what would be something fun to do would be I think a lot of people have a hard time sitting down and writing, looking at the blank page. Mm -hmm. And what they usually tell you to do is write anything. Just give yourself five, ten minutes and just write nonsense. Write anything. Just brainstorm or stream of conscious. You could use the typewriter to do that. I think it would be fun as opposed to sitting down at the computer and just getting started. And you can get a typewriter for like 20, 25 hours. What if like what you're writing is, uh, what is it? All work and no play makes yeah, Jack. Makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah, and that can help. That could help. It could also hurt if your wife has a bat and wants to beat you up. Well, I think it's interesting. There's I, I forget her name now. Kate something. She 
Kavanaugh, I think she has a, a book, a YouTube, like an author tube channel. She's really cute. She does a series of videos where it's like today, like write like Stephen King or write like Anne Rice or write like so-and-so. So it's interesting looking at other writers and their habits. Like you can find out uh, writers' daily word counts. I think it was. Uh, Is this uh, on her YouTube channel you can find that information? Yeah, her name's uh, Kate. Ka- I think it's Kate Cavanaugh, but she's got a, a very popular author. T- it's an author tube channel, but um, yeah. So you could write like like I know Anne Rice, who I love. She used to wear these like flannel Lance nightgowns. I actually bought one after reading one of her books because it was like she gets so into like the details of the clothes. Uh, she would roll out of bed in her nightgown and start writing. And she had her desk right next to the bed. Of course, mm-hmm. she lived in this luxurious, you know, mansion. And it just looked so beautiful, like big window. Like it was just very sensual, you know, and it's very much like the way she writes. And then uh, Clive Barker writes everything in longhand. Yeah, that's interesting. So does, and this is not a, a author for books, but George Lucas wrote all his Star Wars movies he has to write the first draft so longhand. Well, yeah, yeah. So every everyone has like a different habit. So I guess you you have to find what works for you. I also think that you can't say until I get the house that oh yeah Anne Rice has, I can't write because I don't have that pleasure. That's not what we're saying. Like that is something you can work toward. Um, like, I know even though you said, oh, I have a uh, studio, I remember when you didn't have the studio. That's true. You know? And I was still doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so you still have to make the habit, as we talked about, the, the setting reasonable goals, having that habit, and then finding a way, no matter what it is, uh, like if you're in a laundry room writing, how can you make that laundry room pleasurable in some way? Yeah. And I think, you know, and some people dictate their books. Yeah. You know, so there's all different ways of doing it, but you're right. You can't, it's really a bad excuse and try to avoid, well, I'll get, once I get X, Y, Z, I'll write. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. And I, I've been guilty. Like I remember oh, so have I. <laughs> when I remember thinking when I get Scrivener, there's no stopping me. And, mm-hmm. and that's not true. And I actually Scrivener, I think as wonderful as that program is, it's also very fear inducing going into it. And I'm very tech savvy, but I yeah. think like somebody just opening up Scrivener, it doesn't, it's, it's not a user-friendly program. Well, you know, what's interesting about Scrivener is I, I want a copy of a, a free Scrivener for something. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe it's like when I got the Wadi Award. I don't remember. But anyway, I did not, I was not into it at all. I tried it. And I thought this sucks. I just was just doing it on Word. Mm-hmm. And then... It clicked, and now I use Scrivener, and I love it. So yeah. it it takes because it has I put, I do all my notes on there. It's really a great program, but you have there is a you know definitely a learning curve going into it. Mm-hmm. And if you put your time into it, then you can see why it's so beneficial. I love the character sections. Yep, you have locate like settings, and then you can just drag pictures in and have your characters. It's really yeah. good. All that stuff, all of your research, mm-hmm. like that, it's so important to keep 
to keep a, a record of character names and dis physical description. And you don't have to do it before you start writing. You can do it as you're writing. In fact, that can be like a writing session. I'm not going to write any words, but I'm going to like do my character descriptions or I'm mm -hmm. going to do this or that. And, and that can help. I also wanted just to mention about like, you know, word count. I know that was maybe the last week's, but Anthony Trollope, who was probably the most prolific novelist of all time, I think he wrote only 500 words, but he did it every single day. Yeah. And he stopped like in the in mid sentence because he had a day job. I think he worked at a bank or something. Well, you know, I heard I was going to bring this up earlier when you were talking about it, when you an hour in, you're really getting into this and you're like having a great time. I know that it has been stated. If you stop when you're like really into it, it gives you a place to start the next day. Now, that's not probably also not for everyone, but it's something you can try. Yeah, I think when I, like for my day when I did over 6,000 words, I got to the point where I just, my brain was like fried, you know? So I usually stop. I usually stop after my three hour session, but to be honest, I probably could go, I could probably go even further, you know, if I just said, okay, let me try another hour. But then I'm like, oh, what am I crazy? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I usually just stop when the timer runs out or if I'm really tired and I'm like, I can't think. Right. Thank you for listening to this week's Bookworms Horror Podcast. Check our show notes for all the links. You can buy the Bookworm Zine on our Etsy link in the show notes. You can find everything about us in the show notes. Let me say it one more time. Show notes. We'll be back next week and we'll be talking about kind of how do you do the opposite? How do you write? When things are not pleasurable, when things just kind of suck. That's next week on Bookworms Horror. Worms is a Gorilla Delphia production. Yeah!